On SEM Plus, welcome to The Breakfast Stable. At four past seven, Jack Muller, how's your weekend been? Well, it's so much better now because I'm in here with you, Ed. Good morning, everyone. Good morning this, to you. Morning. This is The Breakfast Stable. I'm here with my stable mates as usual. I'm looking at gorgeous Catherine Savazio. Good morning, hun. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> You've got a lovely guest coming up later on. I do. I'm going to talk about a wonderful event about yes. women's leadership in sport, yes. which is going to be great. Yes. Awesome. Wonderful. I'm also looking across at the very cheeky Pete Hilke. Good morning, my friend. Good afternoon. How are we? <laughs> somewhere in the world it's afternoon. Well, it is. Yes. It's also a happy hour somewhere in the world as well. That's, that's what they say when you get on a plane. That's right. It's exactly. time for champagne somewhere. Exactly. Happy, happy, joy, joy. <laughs> and I'm also looking at the lovely Helen Riser. Good morning, darling. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. And you've got a special guest in today as well. I have indeed. I have the amazing Jessie Singh, who is a chef mm. and restaurateur. We're going to talk about his new restaurant opening coming up this month, I oh. believe. Yes. That's very exciting. exciting. So, yep, we'll be talking to Jesse after um, news, sport and weather a bit later on as well. But it's been another big week for us all. We've all had lots of stuff on this week. I think everyone's been running around. I think anyone who follows, well, us on Instagram as a group will see that we're sort of quite busy people, but you've had lots of events on. Pete's always running around doing lots of things. Catherine's always at a heap of business um, events. Um, I was at a workshop morning the other morning and of course as per usual whenever I go to you know like a businessy sort of seminar or workshop mm. or whatever um, I'm the most obsessed about the, is the food yes <laughs> I can relate aren't we all <laughs> <laughs> I was like what do we get Absolutely. what do we get what do we get what's the coffee situation are we doing the drip filtered crappy sort of you know conference <laughs> coffee <laughs> no it's instant coffee actually brought to you by Nescafe oh, that's one way of putting it oh, <laughs> or, or we get in the good coffee but I was so excited the other day because I think I was more excited about the fact that when I got to this uh, seminar that I was sitting in on the other day, there was gluten-free muesli with coconut yogurt and berries. Oh, yum. There you go. Oh, What's like... that in English? <laughs> it's called my little toe is twitching. <laughs> I'm like, yes, finally something for Jack that she could eat. So I was very excited about that. And I managed What was that again, Jack? Gluten free. Gluten free muesli with coconut yogurt and berries. So that's right. Is that lactose okay. free then? Is yes, it was, it, was, it was lactose yeah. free. Yeah. It was dairy free. And dairy free. What happened just some muesli, muesli and milk? I mean, whatever no, happened I can't to that? Have that. I can't oh, we've got that. a little gourmet in the house as well. I actually made one of those acai bowls. Oh, yes. And Ooh. I found the frozen berries, yes. organic frozen berries, mm. and made it for my son the other day. And he said to me, Mum, I think, you know, it's in my top three breakfasts. And I said, What are the other two? And he said, oh, I'm just leaving it open, just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so Love I'd say it. it was up there. That's <laughs> I don't. My, look, Joan Rivers, my 18-year-old, mm. she's obsessed with acai bowls oh, and uh, she just spends her life trawling <laughs> cafes of Melbourne trying to find the best acai bowl. She's oh, just my daughter great. does too. Yeah. My 20-year-old loves them. Yes. But the great thing is that these them. are healthy breakfasts. These <laughs> are healthy snacks. And yes, so are. this is a trend. It's wonderful. Oh. Am I getting old? 
What's an acai bowl? Oh, Ed, you don't know what you're missing, my friend. It's it's literally like if you had a smoothie, like a really thick smoothie, yeah. and you put it in a bowl, and you can have it like, mostly it's made with acai. You yes. can do all other yes. sort of types of smoothies, and you put it in a bowl, and then you basically put all these beautiful toppings on, like mm. you put blueberries, or you can put coconut flakes and and cocoa nibs, and all and we had non sounds very yogurt. So, <laughs> so the acai and the yogurt yeah. is yes. divided by a line of perfectly cut banana yes. with some nuts and things on top. There's entire Instagram accounts <laughs> dedicated to SI bowls. Seriously, no, you need yeah. to check it out. It's out okay. of control. It's all anyway. We need to get on with things. We have, we're getting we're getting. We're always talking about food in here. <laughs> food and coffee. Food and coffee. <laughs> we love having our chefs in here. Oh, okay. Well, we need to get on a, There's a theme going on. <laughs> we need to get on to some football. And uh, Ed, I think you know. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. come on. Break it up, people. Break it up. (laughs) I mean, seriously. Hello. Hello. Seriously. Is anybody there? Oh, I was so excited. Yeah, but you know what? I was so upset. We, We beat the Hawks by 19 points on Friday night, but I was so annoyed because I was at lunch. (laughs) <laughs> Speaking of food. Well, oh, I know, which you may sort of think, well, why, why were you still at lunch at 8, eight and 9 o'clock at night? But I was. I'd been to it's a... It's a very long lunch. <laughs> wow. I was at lunch. So I had Joan Rivers texting me oh. the scores all the way through the um, the evening, letting oh, me know about the scores. Very excited, less. though. So that was an awesome win for the Bombers. Again, 19 points. Um, although Jake Stringer ended up uh, being injured with a lower leg injury. Only haven't just come back, so that's a bit of a bummer. Well, all I can say is, meow, they're in disarray. The meows oh. are in disarray, people. Yeah, the tigers. The tigers. How, mm. Oh, mate, I tell you, they got shellacked. Yeah, their, their season's starting to fall apart, really. Um, I think they're just, yeah, they're, they're not in a happy place and they need a couple of really strong wins over the next couple of weeks. It was always going to be hard for them to beat Adelaide in Adelaide, obviously. but Yeah, but then again, they're, they're just, you know, defensively, um, Adelaide are doing really well, um, but it's just, I don't know. Yeah, I think. I mean, just... Dust, Dust, Dusty's playing really great football for the Tigers. Dusty's playing great football for the Tigers, yeah. <laughs> and a little <laughs> bit more Dusty, right? As, yeah. as for the rest of the team. Um, so yeah, look, they're, they're going to have to rally very, very quickly. I think um, there was obviously also uh, St Kilda beat um, the Suns, and the Dockers had a good win over Port. And my too. beloved, my beloved oh, lost by three cry. points. Don't make me cry. Three points. <laughs> They, you know, but I tell you, a high-scoring game though for Carlton. Uh, that was. I mean, there obviously it was, wasn't it was a problem. Great game. It's the second. It's the second game I think in the last five thousand games that they've actually scored a hundred points. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. But which is good. It's good to see um, they're playing with a little bit more freedom. But they had the opportunities in that last quarter. They really just let them slide. Dogs. It was a good game. Good yeah. game of football. Yeah. No, that that was it was good. Was it a case of the fact that everyone was awesome with their goal kicking or the defence wasn't so good? Oh, a bit of both. Okay. A bit of both. <laughs> bit of both. And then today we've yes. actually got uh, North Melbourne uh, hosting the Giants. That's going to be a good game. It will be because the North are actually finding a little bit of form lately. So as much as we would probably expect that um, GWS should run away with that game, it will be it should be a good match-up. I mean, third, 13th against a third. That's all we can say, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> Okay, so then we've also got heap, oh, heaps of it happening in the cricket. It's um, It's been really getting interesting over there. I mean, as much as there's also been, it's good weather for ducks. Well, it is. Well, it's actually been now being classified officially as the wettest 
World Cup of Cricket in history mm. because there's already been three games completely abandoned. Yes. Due to the weather. Now, I got it under amazing authority, who will be on the air a little bit later, just after 7.30, mm-hmm. that the game tonight between India and Pakistan, is it, may be washed out again mm. due to wet weather. Yeah. Oh, so is this a replay of the game that was supposed to play? No. 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 Oh, this is just going to keep rolling no, through. Yeah, they're just going to roll on, baby. Roll on through. Roll on. Well, the Aussies have been posting great um, scores. Obviously, we, we beat Sri Lanka last night by 87 runs, posting 334. Aaron Finch. 153. I mean, thank you very much. Yeah. It's awesome. It really is. And so when you're able to have, and obviously Warner also the other day scored 107 yeah. um, against uh, Pakistan. And I think when you've got now, you've got, and Steve Smith uh, was 73 last night. So when you've got, you know, Warner, Smith um, and Finch that can post big scores, you know, if someone's having an off day and you've still got two other batsmen that can still post a score like that, you know, you'd be setting yourself up for a really strong... The the thing that the Aussies are actually really, really missing is an all-rounder. Well... They do not have an all-rounder there, and I think to actually get into the finals and not have an all-rounder is going to be actually detrimental um, to their performance. So Maxwell is supposed to be an all-rounder. Yeah, but he's not here. No, he is. He's playing. Is he? Yes. <laughs> He's okay. <laughs> he, he was on a not out school. Oh, come on, it's so- 7 o'clock in the morning. Just yeah. Yeah, I know, it's okay. It's, <laughs> it's okay. It's That's fine. Not, folks. <laughs> no, no. And Mitch Stark, Mitch Stark had a great bowling... Um... Mitch No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just for the record, this is the Australian cricket team we're talking about. Oh, uh, yeah. He had figures of four for 55 <laughs> last night, so he's doing really well. But no, Aussies are doing well. They're third on the ladder behind uh, England and, and New, New Zealand. Zealand. Yeah, so, New, Ze- New Zealand are actually powering on very nicely. Um, And World Cup soccer. Women's World Cup soccer. Well, the Women's World Cup soccer has actually been a cracker. The Matildas, after their 1-0 defeat to Italy, which I think is going to really cost them, um, moving up into the last 16, they came back with an absolutely magnificent win. Probably one of the best wins you'll ever see from the Matildas, 3-2 over Brazil. Brazil actually scored their um, the first two goals. They came back in the second half, scored three, which was absolutely phenomenal. Um, However, there's. How far do you go with celebrations? Now, I'm just gonna I'm gonna lay this out. This will be good. Okay, yeah, it's gonna be huge. <laughs> this will be right. Great. So the USA women's team have come in. They, you know, they played Thailand. They've scored 13 goals. Gosh. Yeah, look, you know, probably after the first four or five, you're just gonna go. Yeah, you know, we go. Apparently, they were celebrating so much they were really rubbing their faces in it. Mm. Now. Goal 10, 11, 12 and 13, the celebrations become so ridiculous. They were actually running up to the tie players. They were just really... Oh, that's... Yeah, it was really disgusting. But there oh. was a, the Canadian commentator, who's an ex-World Cup star for Canada, um, made, the, made the comments about it, literally. Now she's getting death threats. What? Oh, no. You know, no. and, and it's, it's a bit ridiculous because I'll tell you what. But, I mean, how far do you go? There what? must be a certain, you know, as I said, you get to a certain stage and go, oh, yeah, we're going to win. I mean, if an AFL team was winning by 115 mm. points, you're not going to run up and just really rub their nose. No, there's this thing mm. called sportsmanship. Mm. That's Absolutely. correct. Mm. Well, Absolutely. That was what like, happened the other night with um, oh, Eddie, Eddie Betts? Betts. Eddie yes. Betts, oh. when he kicked that amazing goal. Yes. Yeah. Um, and who was it? The Tiger went up and yeah. high-fived yes. him. How yes. good was that? That was awesome. Now, that is complete and utter sportsmanship. Absolutely. Mm. You know, that's mm. if you want to teach the kids, that's mm. what you need to do. Mm. A bit of sportsmanship. Yeah, you want to get out there and win. 
but acknowledge yeah. you know, exactly. Fair play. But acknowledge mm. everybody else mm. as well. Yeah, no, it's it's no, it's a good point. And everyone, be be kind. It's sport. It's not you know, it's not the end of the world. But just to finish <laughs> on the World Cup soccer uh, for the women, basically. Uh, Italy beat Jamaica 5-0. It's going to be tough for the Matildas to get through to the last 16, which is just, mm. oh, bugger. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Petey. Thank you for that. We will be back shortly with more. You're listening to The Breakfast Table. At 16 past 7 on Plus. This is The Breakfast Table on SEN Plus. At 20 past 7, we continue. Captain Jack. Well, we're very excited, Catherine. This morning. Actually, first I have to say, Frank... Our darling Frank isn't here with us. No, we're missing you, Frank. I know. We do miss Frank. Where's Frankie today? Well, we think he's off negotiating with... The king of something. Yes, I am. Yes, I, am. <laughs> I thought he was on a plane to Venezuela. Oh, I don't. We, we, we never, sometimes we just just not to ask questions. <laughs> Top secret. Tate, he looks it's nice. It's all right. Yeah, exactly. Don't ask any questions you're not prepared to hear the answers to, basically. So, anyway, we miss you, Frank, and we can't wait to hear back home with us next week again, darling. So, yeah. um, and don't forget, you can also follow us on all our socials too, because we're very busy on that. We love a bit of facey and Insta in the in the in the team. So, Facebook is the Breakfast Stable. Obviously see also on Instagram, Breakfast Stable, Twitter, Breakfast Stable as well. Amazing. So, oh, oh, thanks. <laughs> Great <laughs> plug for us. like you were going to say something. <laughs> Mr. Catherine Savazio, you've got your glasses on. I you're have. very serious. I'm, I'm very serious. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be very professional in okay. this crazy yeah. breakfast room. <laughs> um, you've got a special guest who is um, with I do, us today. I do. Welcome, Dr. Bridie O'Donnell. Good morning. How are you all? Very well. It's a crowded uh, brekkie room in here, I must say, but we're really happy to have you join us. Um, I'm just wanting to talk to you about this uh, wonderful event next week the Italian Chamber of Commerce are putting on uh, on the back of the FIFA World Cup, the women's, that um, we're celebrating women in leadership and you're one of the presenters there. So tell us a little bit about what you've done. I mean, you've got an amazing background. You've done lots of different things in sport and you're the recently appointed uh, first Victoria's Office for Women in Sport and Recreation. Yeah, the Victorian government uh, looked at how things were being delivered for girls and women in sport and, and recreation here mm. in Victoria in 2015, and there were some pretty damning stats, a lot of them around the lack of women in leadership. You know, there weren't enough women running sport, both mm. at community and a high level. There were nowhere near enough facilities for girls and women. There were lots and lots of uh, sporting facilities across the state that didn't even have girls' toilets and change rooms. Gosh. But there are also just not the same opportunities for girls and women to participate, just to rock up, play the things that they want to do the same way there are for boys and men. So. Mm. An office was created in 2017 and I was appointed the inaugural head and we've got a small team but we work with Sport and Rec Victoria and it's been, for me, really fascinating because I'm a former athlete and I've certainly experienced my fair share of fortune but also pretty difficult times being a pro cyclist living in Italy um, and seeing how differently it is for the women's pro peloton compared to the men's. Wow, and living in Italy, that would have been an amazing experience for you. It was all the things you can imagine about the way Italian men run business are all mm. true. <laughs> <laughs> and I noticed Not in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed one of the things that your um, you know one of your passions is talking about um, executive men's health and women's health as well. Aside from your work at the Ep- Epworth um, Breast Clinic. 
so before I took this role on 18 months ago, I was a physician. I am mm. a behaviour change physician. And the job I had at Epworth was brilliant, um, both <laughs> clinics that I worked in. Because, um, you know, for all of us, human nature is actually to resist change, to not change our habits. Yes. And this is how we actually end up in the situation we're in in Australia. And I just heard this report on Friday that 40% of chronic disease burden in Australia is preventable. Oh, my goodness. All of the things that we're actually doing to ourselves by uh, smoking, drinking too much, not getting an exercise, not getting mm. enough sleep. Um, and yet it's actually very hard to change these things that we do. It's not simple to quit smoking. It's not simple to lose weight. It's definitely not simple to um, increase our level of exercise. So my passion was really how do I encourage people to mm. assess the ways they can change their behaviour so that they can turn disease around. Yes, look, we're big believers of starting off, you know, your day with a healthy food and a healthy mindset in here, and we're always talking about health and wellbeing. And the whole thing is, with some of these habits, you, you do need to create change. And I know myself, for one, I'm, you know, I sort of tend to stay at things for a long time. It's, I find change a challenge. So I know some of the work that you do around change and encouraging people to take those risks, it's really, really important. Important. It is, and this is also what we're seeing now in sport, trying to ask a sporting organisation or even a club mm. to change the way they might have a committee structure because they might have nine or seven men who all have the same name who've all been running that particular sporting club for 30 years. And you're saying, yes. why don't you think about not only bringing women into your committee but some young people, you know, some different voices. Exactly. Some, um, different perspectives and... I'm out walking my dog <laughs> I'm sorry about all the noise. Uh, but this is what exercise in the morning Absolutely. Like. I love it. Um, it's spot on, Dr Bridie. Thank you so much. Now, um, I'll just uh, quickly wrap up. If people do want to come along and listen to your wonderful um, background and be inspired by you and a couple of the others, Liz Watson we've got from the Australian Diamonds. Um, we've got MC there, Stephen Alessio, formerly of Essendon Football Club. They can go on to iccimelbourne.com.au and follow the It'll be a beautiful lunch on Thursday for women in leadership and sport at Marvel Stadium. Thank you very much for joining us. Have a gorgeous walk. And you. Thanks. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Catherine. That's beautiful, honey. Well done. That sounds like an amazing event. That sounds like an amazing event. Oh, it'll be great. I'm really looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And um, and even Pete, I mean, picking up in some of that conversation there mm. that Catherine was having uh, with Bridie about health and wellbeing, um, actually sort of segues really well into, you know, what you wanted to talk about today, which was regarding, you know, how you can create healthy habits around, you know, food in the kitchen with family. Mm. Yeah, look, absolutely. I, I think what... <laughs> 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 the stunned deer in the headlights. But Again. is hot sausage and mustard healthy? <laughs> Therein lies the question. Oh, ooh la la, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. That's Watch out. comfort food. Yes, but guess what? It's Sunday sausage day. Get down and get a sausage. Anyway. Um, I had a really nice Kransky on Saturday. It was really nice. Oh, really? Kransky sausage, nothing. Anyway, sorry, we're being healthy. We're being healthy. Uh, Well, we are being healthy. (laughs) But what Bridie was actually talking about, and Mm. and especially Catherine, talking about habits and change, Mm. and and I like that because it's been a really big one. And this is what brings me in to talk about just recently the Monash University has done a survey. They've come out with this research, and it's... Uh, it's, I suppose this is going to be one thing, and it's dear to my heart because it's just like they're saying that the medium house income of around about seventy-three thousand dollars per year 
are struggling with food insecurity. So basically, they're struggling with food mm. in the house, struggling to, to mm. eat, to have the proper meals. Mm. Now, the interesting part about this is you have to stop eating processed foods. I'm going to give my opinion on this first mm. because I see this time and time again. People, a lot of people are so busy today, you go into a supermarket, you look at their trolleys, and some of the stuff they've got in there mm. is just... Mm. You know, so you're talking about the, for want of a better word, crapola. Yeah, the crapola. Yeah, exactly. Instead of going down and spending five bucks on a burger or something like that, why don't you learn to cook? Mm. Why mm. don't you just get together with your family, with your friends, cook, put the phones down, have a good time together, communicate. Mm. I actually did a uh, burgers did... are so easy to make too. Exactly, of course they are. Mint, salt, pepper, an egg to yes. bind it. It's mm. not hard. Mm. Well, I mean, there was in the Food Bank Hunger Report of 2017, there was more than 3.6 million Australians experienced food insecurity across a 12 month period. Mm. I mean, why seriously? is it called food insecurity? <laughs> because people are going out buying processed foods, they don't know how to cook. Yeah, they don't know how to put flavours together. They don't know how to make a basic salad. Right, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's what food insecurity is. So yeah. the dietitians, the nutritionists come out and they basically say people don't know what to do. Can I just say something around this? Because, I mean, I remember, and you girls, we were all probably at that era where you did home ec mm, at high school. Definitely. And it was in my school, it was both boys and the girls did home ec. And you learned how to do basic cooking things. Yes. I mean, I, did, I came from a European family. As, so as I, did we. Yes, mm. so did I. Yes, yeah, so we all learned to cook anyway yes, because yeah. we had a very... compulsory. Yeah, was, yeah. You didn't eat otherwise unless you learned how to cook it. But yeah. Um, at school, we did do basic home ec, so you got to learn those basic skills of what to cook mm. and put together. And now they don't do that anymore. And you would have watched Mum in the kitchen as well. Absolutely, yeah. there was yeah. always a lot of love and joy around yeah, cooking absolutely. as well. So yes. it was something that you yeah. wanted to emulate. It was a really good role mm. modelling. Yes. Mm. No, look exactly, and you know, it, it's really interesting. In August, I'm actually doing a talk with the CWA. Oh, wow. Right, around sustainable seafood, yeah. and it's going to be actually really fascinating when they contacted me, and it's just like. And I said to this lady, I said, oh, far out. So I'm going to be amongst the best recipes in the world. Too right. And, and they are, because mm -hmm. it's always, everything gets passed down. And I think the art, the art of putting something together in a kitchen has been lost mm -hmm. because we've become so busy. And as part of this report, and I look at it and just go, gee, you want to just really get together, husband, wife, kids, yes. put your phones down, get into a kitchen together. Yes. You know, bring in the families, bring in your... Yeah, I know, your, your son-in-laws, your, your, da your daughter-in-laws. Last, yes. last, <laughs> last weekend I baked a loaf of bread and I do it from scratch. Oh, lovely. But my two-year-old grandson, Levi, was watching intently and I oh. thought that was good. Fantastic. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You know and I, I mean? congratulate you for that because that's what it's all about. These young kids today, this bring them in the kitchen, mm. you know, just let them get involved. If they get their fingers dirty... Who cares? We should talk Absolutely. more about that in a future episode. I think that's so, a really, really good topic. It's a good topic. It is. Yeah. Good on Absolutely, you, guys. Thank you so much. And we'll be back shortly. We'll be back after the break. We'll have Jesse Singh coming in and having a chat with us. I'm um, talking about his new restaurant. At 23 to 7, time for... <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry, 23 to 8. I said 23 to 7. It's a bit early. That would have been because that would have found us all back in the kitchen. Absolutely, having coffee. coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thanks. Oh, Helen, you have got a special guest. I do indeed. And we were talking about family and food before. And now we're talking about family restaurants. Um, Opening end of June, internationally acclaimed chef and restaurateur Jessie Singh will introduce Melbourne to daughter-in-law his new project um, it's a recent addition to his vibrant stable of restaurants spanning New York, Santa Barbara, Sydney and Melbourne. Daughter-in-law will draw from Singh's experience in Melbourne and abroad delivering an unauthentic no frills Australian Indian (laughs) bar and grill within a bright buzzing dining space synonymous with the restaurateur set to a soundtrack of 70s Bollywood tunes and DJ playing daily. Welcome, Jessie Singh. Thank you for having me, guys. <laughs> We're very excited to have you here because I love what you're all about and um, the the food, the colours that you introduce to your menu. And we've got Pete, who is going to talk food with you. Thank you. Jess, I tell you what, mate. I'm looking here, ladies and gentlemen, when we think about it, a bar menu featuring Papa Dum platters. Thank you very much. I love Papa Dums. Mm. I love Papa Dums. Then you've got small plates, including beef tartare, scallop ceviche, yum, authentic Indian style naan pizzas. Did you pronounce it like naan? Naan. Naan pizza. I got something right today. (laughs) And dishes from the tandoor, including ribeye steak, lamb chops. Eddie, you're just drooling. Pork chops, fish and chips. Well, we'll have tandoori fish and chip, correct? Oh, go for it, mate. Yeah, Talk the... me through these. Talk me through the food. Give it to me. So, going to do a, an authentic Australian, Indian, Californian food. So, big influence of the healthy farm-to-table, putting Indian ingredients and spices. So, that's what we... So, I have three kind of grills. So, there's a fire grill, charcoal grill, Santa Maria grill is a very American-style cooking. Then we have a tandoor and we have sigiri. Sigiri is like a yakitori. Wow. So a lot of plant-based. We have Brussels sprout, cauliflower, mushrooms, corn. Then, obviously, I love meat. I love steak, and I always put steak in a tandoor. It comes out beautiful. Oh, God, I'm drooling. How do you do fish in the tandoori oven? Because ordinarily, you'd put the naan on the side of the wall of the, t- of the tandoori oven. How yep. do you do the fish? Fish goes in a score. So you put it oh, okay. in a score, and yeah. it just hangs in the middle. Nice. Ooh. Nice. Now, I do believe... Other than an express lunch, which will be available for $15 Monday to Friday, but a happy hour between 4 and 6 at the bar. Now, is that where all the platters come That's where the platter's going to be. We're going to have a cool, we're going to have a music. We'll have a live DJ who playing us 70 Bollywoods. We're going to have some pizzas and uh, small little plates for happy hour for $10 plates and some cocktails. I so, am so there. Yes. It is all Me about too. sharing. Hello. I'm coming I in for the Bollywood. That. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the Papadum the platter, which I would like everyone to be able to say yeah. 10 times. After the end of the hour, are you going to have Bollywood dances there at all? We will have some oh. Oh. We will have a Bollywood night. I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, That'd get down great. to daughter in law next month. Hopefully, end of this oh, end month. Of this end of this month. That's it. 
Oh, that's fantastic. How, what, a, what, a, what a great concept and what an amazing addition for Melbourne Dining. And you know you're going to get good food because um, the, one of his restaurants, uh, which is the Bibi Jean Santa Barbara, was listed number three in New York Times, 52 best places to go in 2019. Wow. How yeah, about that? Thank you. I mean, what an honour. Really. It is, yes. You are amazing and I believe you've got a weight like, you've got a book to go to New York City's um, Babouji. Oh, you have to have Babouji experience to. in New York. I'm going mm. there next month <laughs> and I'm so excited. I'm going to book it now because I'm scared <laughs> I'm not going to get in. And I believe the, the queue to get in is phenomenal. Like, everybody wants to go. And, um, how, I mean, how does that make you feel? It makes me feel proud. When we went there, it, I wasn't an Indian restaurant. I was an Australian Indian restaurant opening in New York City. What's oh. the difference? Difference is just healthy, clean, no butter, no ghee, no oil. It's not a heavy food. It's not overly spices. Which gets back to our previous question. How do you make a butter chicken without butter? butter exactly. So you don't need a lot of man-made fat to make food flavorful. Indian food is very flavorful. Onion, ginger, garlic, tomato, oh. then all the spices. Yum. It has enough flavors Yum. on its own oh. than adding the <laughs> butter, cream, and ghee because mm. it makes mm. it more heavier. Yes. Mm. And most of Indian food is plant-based. Mm. It's sure. very healthy and a lot of plant-based food. It's, for me, I cook what comes near me. So like Melbourne, New Daughter and Restaurant B whatever's around Victoria. Mm. At that time. So that's at the time. Yeah. So this yes. is how menu, menu get dictated what's available in the markets. Yeah. And I think yeah. Indian food do probably, being a pescatarian or, you know, vegetarian, I think Indian do vegetarian food better than I think most other. Best, gluten-free, mm. vegan, vegetarian, Well, you love tandoori fish. Oh, yeah. And the fish, yeah, yeah. exactly. No, I, I, I love it. It's an amazing, I, um, such a flavoursome cuisine. And, yeah, it's it's amazing. Uh, Jess, I do have one question for you. Though. What's your favourite fish? My uh, whitening. Whiting. Whiting. Oh, okay. Whiting is a glorious. Whiting white fish cooked in tandoor. Oh, we're going to do some curry winter uh, vegetables, stuff with it, and cook oh. the whole fish. I can't wait to come down to daughter-in-law. And where is it anyway? Daughter-in-law is in the iconic CBD laneway in, um, and it will be. It will, it's in the city of Melbourne. Um, and also, will be you'll be able to take in walk-ins yep. uh, for lunches yep. Monday to Friday, and for dinner seven days a week. Yep. Where exactly is uh, it? Thirty-seven to forty-one Little Burke Street on the top end, Little oh, Burke and Spring yes. Street. Amazing. So you'll get quite a lot of the businesses, um, business lunches as well, mm. and after-work dinners. How often do you have to head overseas, Jesse? To very often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So travelling, you know, again, that kind of, you know, obviously that's a big play on yep. well-being as yep. well and how that affects your system. And yep. so, you know, how do you cope? I mean, Catherine has to travel a lot for business as well. How do you cope with business and travel and keeping up and keeping on top of your health? And you have to stay on top of the health, especially mm -hmm. eating healthy food, uh, not drinking on a long flight, mm -hmm. uh, drink as much water. It just helps. Mm, like, it it, does. I feel better if I don't drink on my flights at all, or before or after. How do you cope with the jet lag? I'm shocking with jet lag on a long haul flight. I'm so used to it now. Yeah. 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 Like Catherine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it is what it is. Especially eating healthy and not drinking. It actually helps with the jet lag better. If 
Yes. And the other thing I think is really keeping active, like keeping mobile. So where, when you hit the ground, even if it's not at home, if you're in another city, like keeping active. And I think that's really good yep. to keep your exercise up mm. so you don't lose your routine. Yes, yeah. very And true. I know, Jesse, you 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 are in the kitchen too and you, you're yep. running around. And, if and I'm in a restaurant, I'm in the kitchen. Yes, yeah. I know. Yeah. I've yeah. seen you. I've filmed you <laughs> in the kitchen. It's your happy place. <laughs> yes. So um, you can book online as well, daughter, uh, daughter-in-law? Daughter-in-law will be walking only. So ah, it's okay. all walking. Okay. You don't need to make a big oh, plan. Just come cool? in. That is brilliant, This is actually. part of the culture experience. Mm, uh, no that. rules. Uh, so daughter-in-law. Me. And God willing, you'll get a table. You will get a table. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You just walk in. Walk in, yep. yep. Amazing. And at Instagram, at daughter-in-law. Oh, you have Correct. to look at the Instagram account. It's beautiful. Um, I've already started stalking. And, and the I food. love, Jesse. Yes. Jesse, all your restaurants are named after family it's members. It's all family. Mother-in-law, daughter-in-law, Auntie G, Babuji, Uncle. <laughs> So it's all that family, like what we're saying. I'm born in a farmer family. I, love I was learning how to make butter, ghee, bread, food before even I was ten. Wow. Because as wow. a little child, you got to be part of the kitchen. Mom and grandma's cooking. They will make you to come and help. This was a great lesson I learned in my life that would made me successful. And one thing I love about that, and it's previously what we were talking about before, about family, bring them in together. You know, if you've got young kids out there, you know what, exactly what Jesse's been through. You know, get down to daughter-in-law, try out the food there because you know that this has come down from generations that he's been able to just take to a different level that will give you the experience of that authentic Indian food but on a healthy level that will take you and your body to a different place. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you for having me, guys. Thanks, Jesse. It's been lovely having you thank in. Thank you so much, Jesse. Thank it's you. an honour to have you here. Thank you. 14 to 8. This is The Breakfast Stable on SEN Plus. At 10 to 8. Jack. Well, we've got a, a special guest on the, on the phone at the moment because how would you feel if you had to get up in front of an entire stadium of people and propose to your, you know, loved one? I don't know. How would you go about that? Oh, I hope I I was the one being proposed to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've got on the phone with us today uh, Luke Ryan, who uh, won the SEN competition to win an engagement ring. Good morning, Luke. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good. It's Jack here. How are you going, Luke? Well? Yeah, good, thanks. That's good. Thanks for joining us this morning. Now, you were the the competition winner for SEN's with an engagement ring comp, Um, but the the conditions of winning that that prize were that you had to propose to your, you know, betrothed, potentially betrothed, in front of a crowd at the MCG on Queen's um, birthday weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. He's a, a brave but... man there. Yeah. <laughs> so I suppose the question yeah. first off, let's just get it. What did she say? She said yes. Oh, Woo! yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Oh, bet it was. Oh, what? What? So, what made you um, into the competition? I mean, you, you actually you live in Country Victoria, don't you? Where? Tell us where you live. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I live in um, just outside of Wollongong, on a dairy farm out near Southwest Victoria. On a dairy farm. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. So, the, um, so the question I have is that obviously, you know, you live, you know, in a, in a in a place that's not highly populated. You probably maybe don't spend your day with loads of people. So then taking yourself out of your everyday and then plonking yourself in the middle of the MCG with an entire stadium of people and proposing, that's a pretty out there thing to do. 
Yeah, oh, just there's something different, and then I oh, know we like the footy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you thought you'd kill two birds with one stone? <laughs> oh, I thought we might as well go to the football and uh, <laughs> and your so your gorgeous fiance is um, Haley. Was Hayley, she? Yep. Was she? T- was she completely surprised? Like, talk us through what yeah, happened. She was. Oh, yeah, that's well, lovely. She didn't know. It was about, I entered it a few months ago, and then I, I didn't think anything of it. I didn't think I'd win it, and I got a phone call a couple of months later and said that I'd won it. So, and then I had to go to Melbourne, go see the diamond guys, and pick a ring out. So. Right. I had to take her with me, and I dropped her off at the shopping centre. I told her I had to go do something. I couldn't tell her what. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no then, alarm you know, bells there whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> no. Oh. Anyway, so last week I rang up and just told her that I won a competition on a callback to go to the footy. So yes. and I think I should know. She must know. But anyway, I got there. She didn't have a clue. And, oh, that's um, lovely. I love surprises. That's fantastic. Did did you? Yeah, we had a great day. Did you you think you were going to pull out and do it? Like, did you really have to? Were you nervous? I was nervous in the box. I was never going to pull out. Like, once I do something, I'm going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think leading up to the wedding, that will be a very you know nice settling thought for her too. The fact that if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. I'm so. The good thing is you're not going to end up with uh, wedding day jitters. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's right. And um, did you actually have a backup plan in case she said no? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing a hoping she was just going to say All yes, or nothing. I, I was yeah. pretty sure she was. Uh, that that is absolute confidence, people. Absolute. Yeah. absolute confidence. Well, I mean, Pete, you know, you being a bloke, I mean, you've had to pop the question to your beautiful wife, Vicky. I mean, how would you have gone, do you think? Ah, uh, you know what? Uh, <laughs> It was great when we popped the question. <laughs> we popped the question. <laughs> we're, we're, we're actually up at surfers. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we did a massage. And yes. then I actually had to go out, get a trolley with the champagne and bring in. Oh. And, you know, it was absolutely lovely. And, you know, she just standing in the window, Paradise Point, looking out. Mm-hmm. And that's I popped lovely. the question. That's a beautiful... Yeah, well, that's lovely. And, look, look you're going to have a great story then to tell, you know... Your, do you have do you have killed kids already or...? Yeah, I've got a little fella. He's... Um about 16 months old, and we've got another one on the way. So. Oh, congratulations. Oh, that's gorgeous. When's the wedding? When's the big day? Uh, that's a good question. We haven't, haven't really thought about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> At least 12 months away, I think. Oh, well, let's have oh, the baby oh. first. We'll organise an engagement party, and then we'll go from there, I suppose. Oh, oh well, that's amazing. That's wonderful news. Well, look, you know, you're, you're, a, you're a stronger, braver man than most, I think, we could safely oh, say. Definitely. And, um, you know, I'm sure that you've made Hayley a very happy girl, and um, it's nice to hear nice people having lovely things happen for them too. Yeah, Just thanks we- very much. How many people were actually at the G for that game? Do you know? Luke? Oh, about 80,000. Oh, my God. 80,000. 80,000 people. Wow. Yeah. You, Did you have a stiff well, drink it, after? It didn't, end up, it didn't end up going on the big screen. It was filmed. I was glad it didn't because McDonald Musk had the rights and it, they didn't have time to put it on, so I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you're, you're probably lucky you'd need a stiff drink after that Yeah. One. Well, you certainly that. And you've, like <laughs> I said... a couple of drinks. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've certainly got bigger cannolis than most blokes, so I think we can all safely say, well done and congratulations. Cannolis, kahunas, whatever. It's been a food-themed show today, so I went with cannolis. Rock well, on the Casbah. <laughs> congratulations, Luke. Thank you so much for joining us this morning on The Breakfast Stable.
You're welcome. And thanks to FEN and for Don and guys for, for putting on the day. Much appreciated. Thanks, well, Luke. Well done, Luke. Thank Bye-bye. you. Congratulations. Oh, what a great story. Gorgeous. How wonderful. Love story. That. Isn't that. it? Isn't it gorgeous? How cute. Cannolis. <laughs> really? I was trying to be PC. <laughs> <laughs> I have to mind my P's and Q's when we're on air. <laughs> um, Helen, now, what you've been all over the place oh, as usual. God. We've had such a busy week. That's why I love Melbourne. Mm. We're so blessed. We get so many, there's so many things whether it's theatre, restaurants. Um, you know, this week, Catherine and I went to the Rudy and Cuthbert uh, play. We had the boys on last week mm. uh, here, Toby, and um, and they uh, their, their play was so much fun. Yeah. It, was, it was... It was great. It was very Three Stooges. Yes. Um, we were in was... the naughty row. We were in the front row. Yes. <laughs> Why, is <laughs> Why? Why is that? We had to behave. Why is that? No, no. Uh, uh, <laughs> we were one minute late. <laughs> they just... 30 Seconds. They just closed the door, <laughs> but it was great. We were right in the thick of things, weren't we? Yeah, it was. It was as a usual. Wonderful. <laughs> um, just and change. we had Darren Mail here last yes. week as well, yes. and Pink the restaurant mm. opened yep. to the public on Thursday. I, I took Joan Rivers and the QE2 last night to the restaurant. They loved oh, it. It's so much fun, it's, isn't it? Just pretty. It's, beautiful. Beautiful. it's a pretty restaurant. It really is lovely. But it's a feel-good place. Yes, it the is. Food's great. Yeah. Um, and look, I have to say, I um. Uh, on the Friday night, Jessica Malboy was awarded the Medal of Honour from uh, by the Anti-Defamation Commission, Australia's leading civil rights organisation, and they gave this Making a Difference Medal to her mm. uh, for, champion, for championing uh, equality and for speaking out against racism and bullying. Wow. She's a good and egg. She's, she's, she's a great girl. Mm. And the award was presented uh, to Miss Malboy um, in Melbourne... Uh, um, by the ADC chairman, Dr. Devir Abramovich. And it was, I was there and mm. she was so grateful mm. and she couldn't believe, you know, it was um, it was just so beautiful. And you know, she, she was said, humbled. She was very humble uh, by it. And, you know, she said it was the highest of highest awards that she could ever mm. have gotten and was so proud to be a representative and an ambassador for the wonderful recognition of making a difference. Wonderful. Mm. Um, and she actually thanked her parents who taught her value and res- and, and respecting people mm. and to value them. And, um, you know, she's built awareness around the problem of bullying and prejudice. And so it was it was beautiful to mm. watch. And she, you know, we love having her. And, and she's very well loved she in is. Australia. She is. Yeah, definitely. Um, and also... Pete and I were at the Dandelion Wishes Gala for the Monash Children's Hospital mm. and awesome. we loved it. Absolutely loved it. It was mm. a beautiful night at Crown Palladium. They raised around $800,000 wow. uh, for the Monash Children's Hospital, uh, buying you know essential <clears throat> pieces of equipment for the babies and the children in there. And it was just beautiful. Uh, mm. They even had this most gorgeous child, I think that you met the parents, um, who uh, sang for us. Which yeah, was look, it was absolutely fantastic. The, the way it had been put together, choreographed, uh, the whole setup was just utterly and simply beautiful. Mm. And what a way to spend a Friday night with some absolutely awesome people. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, Petty Fleur is on the committee, Petty Fleur Ber- Berenger from uh, Real Housewives of Melbourne, and she she was... Um, we, we had a beautiful table and loved it. So well done. Well done, guys. Beautiful show today. Lovely, very family-themed, foodie-themed yeah, show today. Um, thank you so much, my gorgeous stable mates. We'll uh, see you all back next Sunday morning. 
Uh, almost news time. That radio show with Pete and Nicola are up next.